0: Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, the podcast about myths and history. I am Bryant, your host, with Cammie, my permanent guest.
1: <laughs> Hi, Bryant.
0: Hey. So, if uh, you're joining us for the first time, this is Mystery with an IE at the end of the story. They know uh, that
1: because they found the podcast.
0: Correct. That's a good point. Um, this is a podcast that talks about uh, myths and historical things of various types um whatever our fancy is and we will google it and then we will relay that googling to you um as best we can and like today uh we've so we have a little list of things that people suggested and one that was pretty commonly suggested to us was
1: unicorns, unicorns.
0: so uh that's what we're talking about today So, um, which a very interesting subject. I didn't know what I would, we would come into looking into this. I
1: wasn't sure either, because if you think about today, there's like a, unicorn, or there was a unicorn drink at Starbucks and everybody's got unicorn hair. I had to
0: make sure my safe search filter was on. So (laughs) it was, we're good. Um, but it's cool because there's, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. You know, I like it. Like unicorns, there's not.
1: Um, it's not the Jersey Devil, right? It's not crazy. It's just unicorns. Anatomically speaking, right? <laughs> it's way more believable than even some animals that exist.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So fucking platypus. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we. Yeah, unicorns it, it, it's a pretty straightforward subject but it's there's some really cool stuff that we'll be talking about here so um Cammie, why don't you set us off what what would you like to share with the group
1: sure i actually have a kind of personal story you about know. unicorns <laughs> <laughs> no please so yeah i was at a friend of mine's house for dinner and her daughter just adores me at probably everyone that walks in the house that the daughter really likes but she seems to gravitate towards me when i'm there mm-hmm. and she asked if i would read a book to her i said sure yeah let's go read like which book do you want to read and she picked out one and she was like oh wait a second wait a second there's a word in here and you may not know it and i was like all right little kid <laughs> Obviously, And I was just cackling about it right. with her mom. And then, so I start reading the book to her, and I get to this word. And I was like, Katie Ann, she might be right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was unicornio. So we were reading a there you book you go. I thought it was going to be
0: apotheosis. That's what I thought it was going to be.
1: No, I'm glad it wasn't that, oh, because yeah. I knew what unicornio meant. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should admit I don't know something, but I, I have no idea. It's a idea. cool word. Look it up. Okay. That's a
0: different podcast,
1: though. Sure. So my sources, I went way back to Aesop. So Ooh. Aesopica, Aesop's Fables in English, Latin, and Greek. This was Fable 110, The Lion and the Unicorn, and the translation was by Laura Gibbs from 2002. And then I also have... Nicholas Pedergominus. Nice. Uh, thanks. <laughs> the Global Medieval Sourcebook, uh, that was stanford.edu, and that he wrote this in the 14th century. Of course, A- <laughs> Aesop was uh, back in 650 BCE. Good times. 14th yeah.
0: century, 650. Byzantium was still thriving. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's, let's continue, Cammy, please, before I get teary-eyed.
1: Okay, okay. So... Yeah, I'll go over the lion and the unicorn first, and then we also have the leopard and the and the unicorn is another story, and they're they're both a nice. little similar to each yeah. other, as you would imagine. So lions and unicorns are thought to be mortal enemies. Interesting though, because they are the crest of. England, right?
0: Well, yeah, lions are really associated with England. Sure. And the unicorns Scotland. are really Scotland.
1: Yeah. And England. so they're like Ooh. together on the crest.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, apparently they're mortal enemies. Lions are always trying to eat unicorns, and unicorns are always trying to not be eaten by lions. Good goals. Yep. So, a very clever lion devised a plan to trick the unicorn. He came limping up to the unicorn one day and he said hello and explained that he wanted to call a truce. His wife was far away in the desert, you see, and and the lion would die any day now. He needed to get to her, and the only way he could make it in time was to borrow the unicorn's horn as a walking stick. So the unicorn, being a decent being, gives the lion his horn. The lion was quick to betray him. He swiped at his stomach with his huge claws. Son of a bitch. Right, and he, you know, the unicorn dies, whatever. So the lesson here being, you can't trust your enemies even when they come to you as a supplicant. And it's referenced in this translation as, or Ecclesiastes was Mm -hmm. referenced in this translation. And it's also referenced in the leopard's and the unicorn tale as well. Uh-huh. But the, <laughs> Aesop was in 650 BC. Right. Ecclesiastes was written around 450 BCE, So it was written after the Aesop tale. Yeah. So the, the person that's translating this is, is kind of throwing it in there on the back end. Okay. Yeah, to reference it. So I do, I do want to clarify that. Because sure. it's a little... Okay. So now the leopard and the unicorn. <laughs> there is a leopard who had a quarrel with a dragon. The leopard could not defeat the beast, so he enlisted the help of a unicorn. Unicorns were thought to have virtue and be quite skilled in the art of battle, so he asked the unicorn to defend him. The unicorn, knowing the leopard's words to be true, agreed to help him. He decided the best way to defeat a dragon was to wait for it to open its mouth, presumably to breathe fire, and use his horn to impale the throat of the beast. The leopard and the unicorn went to find the dragon. When they did, the leopard charged at him and dodged his flaming breath. Just then, the dragon opened his mouth. The unicorn decided to enact his plan. He ran at the dragon with full intent to strike his mouth. The dragon was quick and sidestepped the advance, striking back and driving the unicorn's horn into the ground. The impact caused the unicorn great harm. As he was dying, the dragon spoke to him. When you fight battles that only concern others, you only harm yourself. Your hu- your hubris cursed you. And the lesson here is to lead or to lend a hand in reconciliation, not conflict. Uh, yes. So
0: wait, so to to lend a hand and help towards reconciliation? reconciliation.
1: Yeah, you don't want to lend a hand in conflict because I you d- yeah. I mean, for a whole host of reasons, but mostly right. because then the conflict has turned on to you. But I find this really interesting. Every story that I read about unicorns yeah. had some kind of biblical, and, and that was referenced to Ecclesiastes yes. as well, Yes, reference back to almost either the unicorn was, well, mostly it's, I think how we see it is like an innocent being. Yeah and then i i
0: i'm getting ideas of cupid when we talked about cupid um because we oh that's oh i i just spoiled something that's from a different feature of our show we'll talk about that in a minute but um in a in a separate show we've talked about a mystery we've talked about cupid and how it started as a purely greek and uh roman myth and part of that pantheon i mean there it's it you know cupid is a person there might be like three little anyway but then the the ba- the kind of the form that we know came later in medieval renaissance era and took upon a, a biblical meaning of purity and uh angelicness and loving heaven you know that's re- reverence for that so that's what i get from unicorn is there's this there's this shift um like for almost everything in in sure. the eleventh, you know, century or whatever, that it has to kind of like the, these myths are so prominent. and They're like, well, we gotta make sense of it somehow. And yeah, I I from I have these from uh, Britannica. Um, they have a really good write up on the unicorn in general. But they talk about medieval writers likened unicorns to to Christ specifically too, like uh, who raised a horn of salvation for mankind and dwelt in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Dwelt. Do you dwell do you dwell in <laughs> wombs? Um so, it is your dwelling yeah. for a while, I guess. <laughs> the womb. Um, so yeah, there's this shift in it. Um, but it's the, the unicorn myths go back um, pretty far. Uh, Mesopot- early Mesopotamian artwork um, features unicorns and Mesopotamia is the cradle of humanity if you didn't know that. Uh, it's also really prominent in ancient Indian and uh, or in in ancient India and China, um, in fact, there was artwork in the Indus Valley um, that features. I think that's from Wikipedia. Yeah, so uh, we've, and it's not too hard to believe that a a horned, it, it, there, tons of creatures with horns exist. So because there's yeah there's there's tons of creatures with horns, so it's not hard to believe that a horse would have one. Um, what Kind of like where where the myth sort of stems from, people believe, is... um, So what did we say it was? Chetesius, the Greek historian? We looked it up on Google Translate. Chetesius, that was it. Chetesius, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Greek physician slash historian. He's a busy guy. uh, Chetesius, he had a a Greek bestiary um, where he described an animal, which people believe is actually an Indian rhinoceros. Is what he would have been describing, which makes make sense for the time period and such. Uh, and and the rhinos, the rhino is what is referred to. Well, what people think a lot, like even Marco Polo said that unicorns are awesome and slender, awesome creatures. Uh, apparently, Wikipedia talked about that. Yeah, Marco Polo described them as scarcely smaller than elephants. Um, so you imagine if they're barely smaller than an, an Asian elephant, which can be pretty manageable, I you know, in size. Um, then it would have to be rhino.
1: Anyway.
0: Right. So yeah, the, uh mentioned them. Uh, there's also a few biblical references. So there's uh, a Hebrew word. It's, um I, I believe it's re-em, R-E apostrophe E-M, which is, kind of sounds like ram. Yeah. But anyway, re-em, um, which was translated as unicorn or rhinoceros in many versions of the Bible. Um, this was a, a a strong and splendid horned animal, referenced in many versions. Um, eventually, though, it would get uh, translated into wild ox um, or aurochs, a u r o c h s, which I've killed a lot of those in Final Fantasy. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's this there's this ancient version to it uh, that has the biblical roots that has the greek roots and then there's these this fun medieval stuff um specifically how somewhere along the line you, you got to grab a virgin you got to show her boobs to the unicorn if you want to catch it did you come across oh, this yes. oh yes yeah, yeah those that this so is the yeah thing. so
1: they were, <laughs> they wanted to catch the unicorn because his horn was you want the horn because
0: yeah, right. yeah the uh doctors Cutting-edge doctors at their time explained that if you got if you drank from the horn, you it would cure poison. Um, it would help your stomach issues. Um, it, for some reason, it would help with. Um, oh, where did I write it? Hold
1: on. The poison thing was really interesting because it said that basically, the kings and other royalty really wanted the horn. Because they were scared of being poisoned, so it was sort of the antidote, right? To yeah, a poison. and uh,
0: it apparently would help epilepsy as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Britannica. Um So yeah there there was there was a shift to that. the The medieval version sort of talked about it, and it would it would really persist uh, throughout Asia, Greece, and then I think because like and through the Christendom because of the biblical sort of references. Um, There's also, there's an antelope called an oryx uh, or a kind of antelope. Um, uh, And uh, there's an animal called the Indian ass, which is also uh, very similar and and lots of stag-like headed animals um, that had one heads and things like that. Um, Pliny the Elder, old Greek, Mm -hmm. Roman or Greek? Roman, Roman writer, yes. Uh, mentions the oryx and in an Indian um, uh, and an Indian ox uh, as in one of his beasts as fierce animals, um, calling them monoceros, which is part of, similar that's to the Greek, word. Greek, so. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, they
1: wrote in Greek though.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, the, the rich people did. Um, so it's really funny how it I don't know it stuck around for such a long time and held in really well. Uh, what's really cool is the history of the unicorn in Scotland. Uh, we mentioned that earlier, but in it, it's today, even it's used kind of, kind of told me it was their official animal. I didn't see that. I didn't oh, really I think look. that is true.
1: Or, or at least we, that is a myth, but like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But I, I think that is true.
0: Right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's funny because the, the, somehow unicorns and lions are the natural enemy and in England, The lion, like, was adopted by many houses and families, even though neither are indigenous to that little (laughs) lion. So it's just funny how it came through. Um, Now, I mentioned uh, Indian. There's the Indian rhinoceros, the oryx. There's a lot of, like, physical uh, things that could be sort of mystified um, in that area. But in China, there's a really cool... So there's this animal, a mythological being called a Kirin. So... It, to, to call it a unicorn-like creature is, is a bit of a simplification because it's it's got a big history. Um, in a lot of cases, it, it's sort of transformed in a lot of ways and, and there's there are statues dedicated to it and you wouldn't look at it and go, oh, unicorn. So um, sometimes it's like serpent-like. Sometimes, uh, well, there was a, uh, during the Ming Dynasty, um, this dude, Zhang He, uh, he went to East Africa and he actually brought uh, a, two, uh, a pair of long-necked giraffes back with him because he was like, holy shit, they aren't going to believe me. So he's like, yes, put them on the boat because <laughs> no one's going to believe me if I try and describe a giraffe.
1: His other name was um, Noah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, he brought them back and as a gifts to the court. And um, the Benevolent one of the time was like yo these are Kirins that's what this is this is the Kirin obviously so and that's like the the little horns that giraffes has that oh yeah Kierins, I forgot they have a little Kirins will will be depicted with those a lot of times and it kind of stems from that so um, the uh, ki Lin is also what's pronounced and and Kirin is specifically the Japanese um, name of it and and in Japan it is very. It's typically, like, a unicorn. Um, in fact, it's actually in Monster Hunter, uh, the game I play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a very annoying to fight. But, yeah, and it's it's a straight-up unicorn. Like, it's just horse, horn, fight it. Um, but, it, yeah, Kirin and Keelan, in, prominent in um, East Asia, Korea even. Um, <laughs> in fact, there, so there's this funny story that I came across um, on Wired uh, that Matt, Matt, Matt Simon wrote. So, apparently, I didn't know this... Um, in late 2012, uh, the North Korean regime had made an announcement that it had that its its country's archaeologists had discovered a layer of the unicorn ridden by an ancient king. Um, it was in a temple only 600 feet away from the capital city, and this is Matt Simon's writing, so I'll be quoting him. What might have tipped the scientists off was uh, the words "unicorn layer" written. In front of it, so that's what the archaeology they obviously. Oh wait, we found it. It says it anyway. So um, yeah, the week later, um, they kind of were like, "Wait, that's not really true. It's a myth. It's the Korean, and but it's just a thing." Yeah. So um, it's it, well,
1: if you can believe anyone, it is the North Korean correct. regime. Yeah. So uh,
0: deep roots of truth there. So, but it it's cool because there is a mythological reverence there of the Kirin. And it, it like, I don't know. It, like I said, it's tough to really tie in unicornism to the Kirin. And I, I I wanted, I was like wanting to do an episode on the Kirin. There's not really a lot there though, um, for us to do a full fledged episode. So I got to squeeze it in here, um, but it's fun because it definitely, depending on where you go, you know, it's just like, it, it, if you look at a Chinese dragon, like they could be seen in a lot of different ways too, you know, um and the kirin uh, qilin is is definitely in that same realm depending on what part of asia you're like discussing it even in thailand they have something very similar or shoot me even vietnam i'm sorry um the ki the kui uh, i don't know i can pronounce that anyway sometimes there, there's a, a being that's mistranslated as unicorn but it's very similar could be a, a derivative of the kirin from china um since they're pretty close but uh yeah the the kirin or uh, excuse me, the unicorn. Um, it, it has these fun roots. It, it had this Greek like, and biblical holding, mm-hmm. um, in, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, a horn being, and, and it's not too hard to believe that, but then the medieval times and, and some myth in Greek, but it, it's, it's just so funny how it became prominent. And, um, there's actually a problem of people selling, uh, narwhal tusks, um, yeah, they would, they would hunt narwhals. Well, they
1: just hunted and... all the rhinoceros. I know,
0: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, nar the, narwhal tusks were commonly sold as unicorn horns. And
1: isn't that like a tooth though? It's not even really a yeah, horn. Yeah, it yeah. is a
0: tooth. Yeah, but it definitely. I mean, you know, you were if you, if you're. Buying your goods from a dude on a ship, you're probably not in a position to argue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, this looks like a tooth to me. <laughs> no, no. Um,
0: I'm sure that my poor villager had like a Cockney accent. If there's anyone out there that was offended by that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, unicorn. I didn't. I didn't know where this podcast would uh, end up, but this it's a funny little subject. But if if you come across one, find your nearest virgin, remove her top. The unicorn will be like, whoa. And then we'll start suckling. And you that's it. That's all. That's all the instructions stop right. there. They're just and, like. And then
1: the people came and killed and it. And murder. Yeah. And you know that. Okay. So every story that you hear about the unicorn now, like mm-hmm. today's stories, it's all the unicorn was this innocent thing. Yeah. And then somebody had to kill it for its blood, like Harry Potter, for its blood or for its horn or whatever. And so somebody murders this pure, innocent being. And that went all the way back to Aesop.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you you always have to deceive it. Right. To get to it. That's interesting.
1: Oh, wow. Look at you making connections. Yeah. That's amazing. It's odd that it would continuously have that story. I even think...
0: There was a book. Well, one Britannica's medieval writings on it too. The unicorn was like, you don't f with it, and that's the, you needed a virgin maiden,
1: to a topless virgin to maiden to it. take
0: it because it it was too fast. It would. Like it could drink more than you. It was funnier than you. It, right. Like it was too. It was you plus one on every level. Right. So you just couldn't outmatch the it's unicorn. The,
1: it's the guy, the girl you like. Yeah. Likes. You, you see at the party.
0: <laughs> you when you drive up and you see through the window that the unicorn's at that party, you're yes. just gonna you you text you drive, her like, oh, right I'm gonna stay home. Ask. I'm not feeling good. You drive right home, and then you watch the office, and that's it. You're just like, goddamn unicorn. I should have brought my virgin with me. <laughs> to charge it <laughs> but yeah there's it's it is there, it's funny how it's transformed the way it has
1: and i did not realize before we started researching this how old it was that it was from right yeah. so long ago i mean i thought it, it was, was going to really be medieval.
0: yeah you un- unicorn is latin and mono monoceros car- whatever it was I, I put my notes away um these are these are like just these are like scientific, these are just the words that t- say the the horned being horse, you know, like it's, it's, it was a matter of fact. It, it was, I'm, how was it? Now I don't think I saw that it was in Linnaeus's work. That was something else, but, um, it, it, it was considered like Marco Polo. He, they would have seen him like, Oh yeah, I saw a unicorn. No, don't believe the myths. Come on, calm down. But yeah, I saw a unicorn, you know, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't mythical in certain periods of time. It, it just wasn't, you know, um, and whether or not you believe, I mean, if you think about today, like in you know China, like tiger bones are ground up to give you boners, and so it's so hard to believe that in the last like two thousand years, people thought drink out of a horn, you know, like yeah. so it's 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 really easy to believe that those kind of things would be floating around. But yeah, the 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 way it oh, it became appropriated by cultures, used by cultures. I mean, now my kid has like. Unicorns on everything. And that it, it's just so bizarre, like, what what it's transformed, how it's been put into things.
1: And we all just know what a unicorn is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It you, doesn't exist, but it almost
0: does. Right, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. well, growing up, it's just, uh, oh, it's a the make-pretend mythical being, you know, yeah. and that's it. But it has, like, a super-rooted history, and so... It's just funny how that is. It's just
1: as real as a a lion, or is it... Yeah. You know, in our mind, like, I can picture what a unicorn looks like.
0: And that real lion is trying to kill it. (laughs) That's how (laughs) it works. (laughs) Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this unicorn myth. Sorry we didn't make any My Little Pony jokes. Um, Or not sorry. It's It's not too late. I don't have any. I don't have any Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) If you have any suggestions or feedback... Please hit us up, we're on Facebook, um, Mystery or Brian or Cammie, you can hit us up individually, Um, but Mystery then I get Gmail as well, works for us. Um, Please let us know how we're doing. We enjoy feedback, this is a a labor of love, that's the term for us, so, uh, but if we can improve, just let us know, and we will improve, and then soon, hopefully, Blue Apron will give us money to talk about unicorns and how to capture them. But anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.